0: Good morning, Poplar Springs. It's good to see all of you here today. Just four quick announcements. Uh, Adult Bible study is on Wednesdays in the Family Life Center at 6, if you're interested. Youth are still meeting middle school and high school. Middle school at 5.30 and then high school following at 6.30. And today we have church council at 4, and that will be in the small dining room. And then church conference at 6, today in the sanctuary. And as a reminder, everyone is invited to that that will be at 6 in the sanctuary today. Um, after these announcements, the handbells, you'll see them. They have come and in February and practice some music. And so a song will be played, and we invite you to pray and quiet your hearts and quiet your minds as we join together in worship today.
1: Good morning, church family. I've just got to stop for a moment and just appreciate the number that's here today. Welcome if you are joining us here in the sanctuary or if you are joining us from home. We're so glad that you're here. I'm Matt Harris. I'm your deacon of the week. Uh, And if you need me throughout the week, please do not hesitate to reach out and contact me. In addition to that, I'm responsible for the community of prayer today. And as thinking about their community of prayer, it uh, reminds me of a story that I once heard about an old farm family, some many years ago. Uh, The farmer and his family had planted this wonderful crop. I assume is probably springtime, maybe a little later than what it is right now for us. But in planting that crop, the farm family looked out and just a wonderful, beautiful crop. On the horizon was a dark cloud. And some of you that are in the agricultural field, you know what's coming, possibly. The farmer did as well. After the skies had cleared, this terrible hailstorm had flattened the crop. Just nothing left. You know, his family relied on that for income and for sustainability. And as I think about that, it it reminds me of what we've been through in the past year. With COVID, things changed a year ago. And the dark clouds rolled in. Well, the thing that's the inspiration with this is is the farmer gathered together his family. Gathered together his children, his wife, and they sat down at the table in this terrible time. And they give thanks to Jesus. Jesus. Instead of wailing and crying and getting all upset about the difficulties that were ahead, the farmer gave thanks to Jesus for the blessings that they had. For my life, I need to think about that a little bit as I look back and see the difficulties that we've been through. And it gives me inspiration knowing that we can always turn to Jesus and he'll be there for us, even through the good times and even through the difficult times. For our community prayer this morning, please be in prayer for the family of James Harris. That's the father of my mother, my grandfather. Uh, My mother, as well, is dealing with uh, recovering from eye surgery. Uh, Mr. Harris, my grandfather, is in hospice care. Kim Litton is recovering from surgery. Keep this family and Kim in your prayers. And on a note of Thanksgiving, we bring congratulations to Jim and Amber Cabinet on the on the birth of Jacob James Cabanis. So let's turn to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father God, we know that we've been through some difficult times. We can't begin to list the difficulties that have happened this past year. We've lost connection with people because we can't see them face to face. We've, We've talked to our loved ones over the telephone or through the window at the nursing facility. God, it's been difficult. Children have gone through a a time that's tremendously unusual for for them in the way that they'd love to live life. God, there are folks that have lost loved ones. Lord, there are people that have suffered from issues with their health, COVID-related or not. God, we know that we can turn to you and we can look for strength. We can look for peace. We can look for healing. God, and we're grateful that we can look to you for that. God, as we end this prayer this morning, let us stop for a moment and be thankful for the blessings that you have given us. The fact that you walk with us every moment of our existence, we are grateful. God, wrap your arms around this congregation, this community, this state, and this nation. Heal us, Father. Protect us. Comfort us. And Lord, we thank you for your many blessings. We pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
2: <laughs> Miracles when you move, such an easy thing for you to do. And your hands moving right now you are still showing up at the tomb of every lazarus and your voice is calling Just a battle. She at uh. all.
3: Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from Romans chapter 15 verses 14 through 22. Romans chapter 15 verses 14 through 22. We're concluding our our talks for the past couple of weeks or the past couple of months on Romans. So we'll be talking about something different over the next couple of weeks. But for now, we're going to finish up today. Romans 15 verses 14 through 22. These are the words of Paul. And you said the, the, the music was you've never lost a battle. And sometimes we have to look for the victories. They're not always big and obvious, but sometimes we have to look for them, and that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit today. Verse 14, Paul talking to the Romans. I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. I have written you quite boldly on some points, as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me. To be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God, So that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable unto God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and miracles, through the power of the Spirit, so from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is from Isaiah 52, 15. Paul quoting that. This is why I've often been hindered from coming to you. These words from the Apostle Paul. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for the words that Paul shares with us today. That Sometimes, we well, all the time, we're called to be faithful. We're called to be to look for the, the, the victories and the the, the, mission, the missions accomplished in our, in our lives. And I pray, God, you'll help us to see those things and to understand those things in our lives and, and give you the glory and honor for the things that are accomplished through us and the work that we do. I pray, God, you'll make us a faithful church, a church that looks for opportunities to, to secure the victory for, for Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In his name I pray. Amen. In my youth ministry years, many, many years ago, I learned some valuable lessons. A valuable lesson that I really learned was this. Sometimes you have to really look for the victories. Sometimes you have to really search for the victories. When I taught a youth ministry class for future youth ministers one time, I shared with them when they would say something like this. I would share this with them. They would say, I had a great spirit filled Bible study this week, but only 20 kids responded. And I would say to them at that point, I'd reply to them, celebrate, that's a victory. That's 20 kids who are now part of God's kingdom. Celebrate that victory. Mission accomplished. Something good has happened. Or they might say, I just had 15 kids at my youth retreat when I should have had 100. And I would ask, did those 15 have an experience with God? Did they have an experience with God? Mission accomplished. Celebrate if they did. Celebrate that. Or I had only six kids show up for our annual raking leaves for the elderly. Now, that's where work's involved. So sometimes the numbers get low there. I would reply to those six make it the homebound member's day. That homebound member, did they feel loved and appreciated. Did they feel like they were a part of the congregation. They feel a sense of accomplishment in their purpose for Christ. Celebrate. Celebrate. Take the time to celebrate. I know they probably thought I was just settling, settling for the less and the best, and maybe I was, but my belief is we don't always have a Billy Graham crusade. We don't always have one of those where thousands come to Christ and buses are forced to wait. We don't have those all the time. Sometimes we celebrate a mission accomplished on a smaller scale, on a smaller scale. Sometimes we have to search a little harder for the victory in the situation God has placed us in. Sometimes we have to look hard, but you'll find it there. The victory for faithful, as Paul was faithful in a very important ministry to the Gentiles, a very difficult ministry to the Gentiles. He had to look many times because they weren't accepted. They were people who were seen as second-class Christians, and they weren't accepted by many. And Paul had to look for the victories. We have some missionary friends, faithful Christians, faithful Christians, wonderful Christian people, faithful to the mission who ministered in a Muslim country for years and years, I think about 20 years they ministered in a Muslim country. With slim results, after years of rebuilding relationships in a harsh and often hostile environment, they had very little to show on paper. There was very little to show, but they still celebrated the one percent who made a commitment to Christ. It was about one percent after about twenty years there who made a commitment to Christ. But they celebrated the victory because that had that and they had that mission accomplished. We need to look for that and celebrate that. In our scripture today, Paul is sharing a little about a little bit about his mission accomplished. His mission accomplished. Let me share these with you today. One is, the first thing is one that Paul probably didn't even recognize. It's one that he struggled with. Paul accomplished a certain amount of self-control in the ministry to the Romans. He he learned a little bit about self-control. He gives the Jewish Christians in Rome a vote of confidence. He talks good about them. He says good things about them. He gives them positive feedback. And this could be difficult for Paul to do. This could be difficult for Paul because Paul was often abrasive. He could, he could tell it like it is often. Say things that might even be hurtful at times. And he was persecuted by, it, by fellow Christians many times because of his, 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 the way he put things. But in verses 14 through 16, we see a different side of Paul. He's usually abrasive. He gives the benefit of the doubt that these Romans he had never really met in person. He'd never really met them. He'd never really seen them. But he wrote a letter to them. He's not defensive as, as he sometimes could be. And he shares these words with them. I myself, Paul, am convinced, my brothers, that you are full of goodness. You're full of goodness, complete, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. He's saying good things about them. I've written you quite boldly. He has talked boldly to them. We've, we've studied over that the past couple of weeks. He's talked boldly to them. He's put it on the line. On some points, as if to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me. Paul was passionate about his ministry to the Gentiles. He was passionate about it. He was so passionate that he would go off on those who dared to think of the Gentiles as second-rate Christians. He would really get after them. He would say some things that were very harsh at times. When you're passionate about some things, there's always the possibility of letting it get away with you. If you're passionate, if you really believe it, some things can get away with us at times. There's an issue I'm passionate about. I'm going to share it with you today. An issue that I'm passionate about. I'm ready. I'm getting ready to get teared up. Leave the clock alone. (laughs) Leave it alone. Leave the clock alone. This has been a tough weekend. It's been a tough weekend. I've been seconds away from a full-fledged come-apart all weekend. I've been about to come apart. This weekend I couldn't talk. My son Ben came in and my mother-in-law came in. I couldn't talk to him because it's dark Sunday. I couldn't talk to him. Last night I was getting ready just to just fall apart, you know. Wouldn't watch my movie on TV. They watch something else. And I was going, I need something to keep me together. I don't know what's going to happen. I couldn't talk. I was mad at someone. I don't know who it is. The man. Them. They. The government. Who am I mad at? But I'm mad at somebody. I see those hands. I see that hand. That's right. I'm mad at somebody. I'm passionate about it. Those folks who messed with the time. It must have been bad because this morning... My spouse, the lovely, kind Kim, who usually has no mercy with my fickle mood, said, Andy, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be okay? I said, is that my wife? (laughs) Usually she says, suck it up. But she was worried I was going to have it come apart. Take time to read Galatians. You need to read Galatians in association with his letters to the Romans, his work to the Romans. You'll see how passionate Paul was concerning the pioneer ministry to these former pagans. It was a pioneer ministry. He was on the frontier. Rebuking the Galatians for the lack of acceptance and grace when it came to the Gentiles. He let them have it at times. Even reprimanding Peter. Peter! For acting like a hypocrite. Because he, Peter, accepted the Gentiles, ate and socialized with them until the big boys from Jerusalem showed up. When they showed up, he, he became a different person. Accused him of being a hypocrite. Galatians 12, 11 through 14. I was shocked when I first read these words many years ago because this is church. People don't do this. You don't call them out. But He was called out. When Peter came to Antioch, I posed into his face said Paul because he was clearly in the wrong. Peter you're wrong. Before certain men, men came from James, he used, to eat, he used to eat with the Gentiles. He would eat with them. When they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews followed him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas, the encourager, was led astray. He led other folks astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter, in front of them all, in front of everybody, you are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow the Jewish customs? He called Peter out in front of everybody. Paul had a problem with tact at times because he was passionate. He could have gone off on the Romans because we read in Romans there were times when they had those fallbacks there, those times when they didn't accept the Gentiles. He could have done that, but he didn't, opting instead for tact and understanding. This was a victory for Paul, a victory for Paul. To the church in Rome, Paul was able to see a little more control, was able to be a little more controlled in his opinions and assessments. He was able to control himself somewhat. A small victory for one who could be perceived as abrasive and highly defensive and opinionated at times. A small victory, but a victory as well. The conquest of raw emotion in the midst of a tense issue is something that we all need to think about at times. An issue Paul was passionate about. For Paul, a small mission accomplished. In verses 17 through 19, another mission accomplished. Perhaps a victory to be celebrated. In fact, it is a victory to be celebrated. Victory over self-promotion and glorification. Look what I've done. Aren't you proud of me? What some folks may say or think. There's a human tendency in all of us to say, look at me, look what I've done, especially when it comes to the kingdom. Look what I've done for the kingdom. But Paul said, therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. What Christ has accomplished through me And leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. By the power of signs and miracles. Through the power of the Spirit. Not through His own power, but the power of the Spirit. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. He didn't do it on His own power. And He he noted that. He took note of that. And we can take note of that. We don't do it on our own power. When we reach somebody, when somebody, somebody comes to know Christ, we realize it's a group effort. We all work together. And somehow God has used us, as imperfect as we are. He uses us. Paul overcame the human tendency to take credit or look for someone to notice him. He overcame pride. He saw himself as a servant. We're servants. He pictured himself as God's instrument. Or as we we hear in the hymn, a channel of blessing. Make me a channel of blessing today. To God be the glory great things he's done. To God be the glory when great things are done. Mission accomplished. Paul found victory over himself. Celebrate that victory. Celebrate. Servanthood and being used by God. We can celebrate that. Finally, mission accomplished. Paul was faithful to his mission. He was faithful. We all have a purpose. We all have a, God has a plan for all of us. We have a purpose. Have you found your purpose yet? And then when you find it, remain faithful to it, even when it gets difficult. It will get difficult. It's not always going to be easy. Paul was faithful to his mission and his purpose. Ministry in the new uncharted territory. New territory. Controversial territory. Mission accomplished. Paul's mission to the Gentiles. His purpose, his call was not an easy one. It was very difficult in fact. Most difficult. They were former pagans. These were folks who weren't welcomed by the church. They had a newfound faith in Christ. And theirs was a little different. And Paul had the tendency to say, leave them alone. They're learning about the faith. They don't have it together yet. Let them learn. They weren't refined. They weren't familiar with all the practices of those before them. They weren't familiar with those. Paul wrote in verses 20 and 21, It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. Shouldn't we do that? You know, it's easy a lot of times to get amongst a group of Christians and say, Ain't God good? And we talk about it. And that's a wonderful thing to do. That's testifying. That's a wonderful thing to do. But sometimes there's other territory. Around this church, around the area, there's new territory where folks have not heard the name of Christ. They're there. Folks who have not had the association with a person who knows Christ, they need to hear it. It's always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, it is written, Those who are not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. Here, Paul is celebrating a significant mission accomplished, which, we, he, would, which, 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 which he would continue until his dying day. He would continue until his dying day. Getting the gospel, the good news of Jesus to all people, all people. Even the Gentiles, the non-Jews, all people deserve to hear the word of Jesus Christ. Paul heard Christ's great commission and picked up on two words, all people, all people. Matthew 28, he says, Jesus came and said to them, all authority has been given given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, of all nations, not just the chosen few, but all nations. Paul could celebrate and we can too. We can too. He took the word to all nations. He sought to reach out to the Gentiles who are not always welcomed with open arms. If we do our jobs, some folks to be coming into this church who are gonna be different from us. If we do our jobs, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna welcome them? We're gonna make them feel like they're part of the family? This is the church that makes people feel like they're part of the family. Can we do it in all situations? I think we can. I think we can. Paul, that was his mission. Paul preached the gospel is for everyone, not just the Jews. A victory for faith in action. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Paul offers those of us today some encouragement to celebrate the victories. Are you celebrating the small victories? Celebrate the victories, even when you have to look for them. Sometimes we have to search and look for the victories, look for the good side of it. Maybe even the difficulty, say something good has come out of this. We've learned a faith in God, we've learned the strength that we find in opposition or difficulty. Look for the victory. Look for the victory. The mission today is far from being accomplished. We've got a lot to do. We have a lot of work ahead of us. That's not a discouragement. That's an encouragement that we need to get out there and get amongst them a little bit and do the work. We have work to do until Jesus returns someday. And he will come back. We speculate a lot about when that time is going to be. And I'm not speculating about that time. He's coming back when he's coming back. I've got work to do until he gets here. And we all do. But until that time, we have moments to celebrate. Victories over very human tendencies. We have time. We need to celebrate. The victories we have over very human tendencies we might have. To give up on people. To give up on people. To see people as beyond hope. To look for the worst in some. And sometimes we have victories over these very human tendencies. There are victories over selfishness. Selfishness. I'm going to confess a little bit. I'm a very selfish person at times. Thank God for the victories when I'm able to get over myself a little bit. Selfishness. Victories over the human tendency, tendency to limit who's eligible for God's grace and mercy. Who's eligible? Who's, who's good for it? Who do we talk to? Victories. Praise God today for what can be perceived as the small victories. The mission accomplished, it doesn't seem that big or noticeable. Look for work of God in the world around us and celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate what's been done in your life and what he can do in others' lives. Let Christ change your attitude today. Let Him change your attitude today. Let Him change it from the inside out, creating in you a spirit of positivity as you ask Him to come into your life and bring about a change for the better in your life. Let Him accomplish the mission in you. Let Him accomplish the mission in you. Let's pray together. Father, we have a mission. And sometimes it's very discouraging, but sometimes it's very encouraging. But quite often we have to search for the victories. They're not small victories. They're victories all the same. Help us to celebrate those small victories. And I pray, God, You'll help us to give You the glory and honor for those things. Father, if there's someone here today who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I pray that they will accept Him today. The grace and mercy of Jesus Christ is so important in life. We need You. We need Jesus. And I pray, Father, those folks might see the need to to accept Him. Perhaps there are those of us today who are fallen short in our Christian walk, I pray God you'll help us to rededicate ourselves to following Him more closely. And Father, I pray that there's someone here today who's looking for a church home, that this might be the day that they ask that they become a part of this congregation. For whatever reason, whatever response is called for today, Father, I pray that you'll speak to us. Make us aware of where we can be used by you today. Give us a purpose. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Congregation, we want to thank you for being with us this morning. The balcony looks full. Andy usually comments on the balcony. Everybody turn and look at the balcony. The balcony looks so nice and full today. There we go. Everybody wave at each other. So nice. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us this morning. If you're online, thank you for tuning in. I want to remind you once again, Matt Harris is your Deacon of the Week. You can reach out to him if you can't reach anybody at the church. I want to remind you about April 18th. If you remember last week, we mentioned that's going to be our commitment Sunday. If you have made a decision for Christ or if you have wanted to join the church, either you individually or your family, that is the day we're going to do that in a very safe COVID way. So if you have not already reached out to the staff, we encourage you to do that and we will put you down and let you know more information about what we plan to do for that day. So please, we encourage you to reach out to us for that. Would you join me as we prepare to depart and as we pray together? God, as we look towards Easter and the promise of spring, the hope of warmer weather, God, and sun, and um, just the beauty of your creation coming back to life. God, we thank you for the hope that you give us through your son, Jesus. And God, as we prepare to exit this building this morning, God, and go back out into the world. God, may we carry the light of your gospel message to the people that we come in contact with, God. May how we live our lives and how we treat others, may it be a testimony to who you are and how you have changed our hearts. And God, may it draw others to you. God, we love you and we thank you for the chance to worship you again today. It's in Christ and we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful Sunday.